Joining the program, as he has all football season long on Tuesdays, is Will Kennedy, voice of the Argos, and Will, the first ever playoff game at Penn Air Field for the Argos. Uh, I can, I, I think the anticipation uh, should be able to speak for itself, given that this is a historic moment. But leading up to the week, what has the vibe been like on, on a campus ahead of this game? You know, it's it's an interesting time of semester, Drew. I mean, you're kind of getting into the last couple of weeks of classes for the students, and so normally this can be kind of a time where the energy is kind of, you know, everybody's seeing the finish line. They're kind of worn down a little bit. I think it pumps a little more life back into things. We're all looking forward to it. Uh, it was a crazy weekend last weekend on campus with a ton of other sports activities. It's nice to get football back for at least one more home game, and I think, you know, big turnouts to be football weather and we got a good opponent coming in, and this is, you know, we're never going feels like, you know, are we ever going to run out of first, you know, first this, first that for the program? <laughs> right. This is a re- this is a really cool one to have, and we would love to get, in addition to, you know, being the first playoff game on campus, we've never won a home game. We've only had one, but never won a home playoff game, so it'd be nice to get that out of the way on Saturday. Yeah, it absolutely would. And go- going into this, the run that the team has been on seems really good. It seems like Pee Wee's re- really getting going, the run game has established itself. I know Shamari's been a little bit banged up with with, with an ankle or, or a foot issue, and Coach has been running uh, running Hargrove a little bit more, C.J. Wilson included in there. Is Shamari good to go for this one, do you think? Shamari will play, and actually last week was really interesting. Of course, we go play Mississippi College, and I think we only ran 40, about 40 plays on offense. Ravion only had two carries. I think Shamari had maybe five. C.J. Wilson had to go home for the weekend, had death in the family. And we, we were able to get, you know, Seth Johnson, Deontay Sheffield in the game as well. And it really turned into one of those games where we, we were a passing team, but we only threw the ball 16 times. It was, you know, really 16, 17 times, just a really strange day offensively, but so efficient. We scored eight touchdowns on the first eight possessions of the game. The only possession we didn't score on was one late in the game where we were just really kind of running clock out. So the offense looks super sharp. Pee-wee Jarrett, you know, people have, you know, what's going on with Pee-wee and the way he's throwing the football, they've worked hard on some mechanical things and some timing things, and that paid off. You could see it in action on Saturday. So, I don't know. If you're Limestone, the opponent this week coming in, you got to pick something here. you got to pick, mm. do we load up and try to stop this team in the Argos that's been running the ball so effectively all season? And if we do that, do we open ourselves up then to this dangerous passing game? Caden Leggett, David Durd, I mean, it was, just, it was a show on Saturday. Yeah, and, and one of the interesting things, too, from from a glance at this, I'll, I'll ask you a little bit more about, about Limestone in a second, um, but looking at what they've done, I, I mean, they they put up a lot of points. They, they also have, uh, as of late, tended to give up a lot of points. I mean, the lowest that they've given up here in the last five weeks of the season was 23 points in one of the victories that, that they had. I mean, they beat Newberry, but they did give up 37 Beat Barton, give up 28. Beat Emory and Henry, you give up 27. So so the, the defense has tended to give some stuff up. How encouraging is that for an Argos team that their offense can light you up in a second and their defense has been better going up against an offense that, that seems relatively prolific in their own right with this Limestone team? Yeah, I think this is, you know, it's hard to say exactly out of the, of the Southern Athletic, uh, South Atlantic Conference, the sack, we, we've seen Winget. And we've beaten them twice pretty handily. They're in the playoffs in the Super Region this year. Of course, they had a really tough game with Lenore Ryan on that run to the National Championship in 2019. They were a really good football team. And then Newberry kind of comes in last year and, of course, shocked, shocked us in so many ways. 
Very different team, this limestone team, the Newberry. They did not win a football game all of last season. So yeah. This is a team that you know went over, turned it around. Their coach is a guy who's got some NFL coaching experience and came back to limestone. Felt like that was his calling. Obviously, he's pumped a lot of energy and some really good football into this program. But I've watched them on film a little bit. They're a very different team than Newberry. Newberry was about defense and, and a very physical quarterback and a running back. This team's a little bit different, and, and I don't know. You know, it, it, I was trying to think of who to maybe compare them to. If, if there's anybody we've seen, I'm not quite sure. Maybe a little bit of Harrison Frost with West Georgia and the quarterback, Dustin Noller. And then they've got a running back who's got some great statistics, but – We've we've seen that a couple times this season. You know, we've we've done a nice job of controlling other people's running game. I think Limestone's going to have their hands full because this is a team. I feel like when the Argos, that's really clicking in all facets of the game right now. We've seen that over the last few weeks. Speaking with Will Kennedy, voice of the Argos, you'll be able to hear him. Uh, pre-game starting uh, a little bit earlier than normal, but Will will be taking things over at twelve thirty. Um, and kickoff set for one. Here, here, here's an interesting thing, Will, and I got this uh, stat from uh, our very own Justin Patrick. You can hear him doing sideline reporting as well. The Argos are 18 and two on the road over the last three seasons. Home, it's not that they have been bad, but we've seen them get off to a little bit slower starts at, at times. And I know you hear this throughout a, a bunch of other programs that teams maybe tend to be a little bit more focused on the road. There's not as much of a temptation to go out and hang with friends or whatever because you're away from campus, you're away from family. For the most part, you're away from friends, and there's a lot more time to just you know focus on what, on what you need to. Is there any – I don't know if there's necessarily a feeling that there could be that here, but how how is how important is it for them to get off to a good start both on both sides of the football as opposed to maybe being a little bit slow on offense where Limestone is in it or maybe maybe they take the lead like we've seen at times with, with some of the other teams who the Argos have played over the course of the season? I think that's, you know, that's part of it is you, you want to at home get off to a good start. It could be two things. It can be what you just mentioned, which is maybe distractions and other things leading up to the game. But there's also, I would say there's more pressure on a mm. team at home. Your, your you know, friends and family are there, your student body's there, all these people you know, and you want to go out and put on a show for them. And sometimes that's too much. Sometimes that can be a little overwhelming for a team. But I would say this, and the coaches are using this this week, and the guys who were in that locker room after the Newberry game last year are key drivers of everything that's going on this week. And they're telling their teammates that maybe didn't experience it, man, I don't want to, I don't want to go through that again. I don't want to live through losing that game at home and have that disappointment and having a season end like that. That's a huge motivational factor. I, I would fully expect this team to come out and look like it has you know, it did against Mississippi College on Saturday and the way they finished the Valdosta game. That said, this is also a team that, yes, they've been they've been behind in games and, and had to come storming back, so there's that kind of confidence. So they're not going to get rattled mm. if they don't get off to a great start because they have a lot of trust in what they can do as a football team. But just watching the efficiency last week, there were two one-play drives. The longest drive we had was seven plays and I think lasted three minutes. I mean, this is a team that's kind of back to where they were in the first game or two of the season where they can score in a blink of an eye and from any part of the field. And that's where you want to be. You want to play your best when the lights are the brightest and that's the playoffs. And this is a team that's finished 10 games, nine and one. They head into the next season, which hopefully is five games and ends in McKinney, Texas the week before Christmas. And I like the way this team is playing going in. I think they've cleaned up a lot of the things that plagued them at a couple points during the year. 
They've never been bad. And they've been in every football game. We've got one loss. It was a double overtime game. So this is a football team that could easily be unbeaten, could easily be the number one team in the country and the number one seed in the region. And we'll see how it plays out, you know, beyond this Saturday. You got to win this one first. But I like this team. People have asked me, how does it compare to 19? Don't compare it to 19. This is a different football team in a lot of ways, even though some of the pieces are the same. But I think this, the ceiling for this football team is as high as any I've seen. Speaking with Will Kennedy, voice of the Argos, kickoff at 1 p.m. on Saturday. Going into this game, and, and I'll ask you more about uh, the women's soccer program here in a second, um, what is one thing that you're confident in and maybe one thing that, that, that you're not necessarily doubtful of, but there's one thing in question with this Argos team coming into the playoffs? Yeah, I would say confident-wise – there's no doubt about this offense. I mean, even if we have seen it, if Pee Wee Jarrett's not having his best day, we can run the ball for 300 yards. And we can just grind, you know, ground and pound and let this offensive line just eat up chunks. And so there's not any feeling of, hey, if this isn't clicking today, we are in deep trouble. So from an offensive standpoint, you got to love that. You got to love that feeling of we're capable no matter what, you know, even if the weather conditions aren't great. No matter if that's this Saturday or down the road, you know we're we're ready to take on whatever. And, and not every team can say that. I would say, really, for me, it's it's defensively, and it's just kind of are we are we where we need to be? I think we are. You know, we can't have mistakes. You can't. It's really giving up big plays, and that's the thing. We've done a really nice job the last couple of weeks, Valdosta included, of really not giving up more than one big play in a game. And that's in the playoffs. You've got to be careful with that. One's okay, but if you start giving up big plays and chunks down the middle of the field, that can make or break a game. And I think I think this defense is kind of where it wants to be, putting pressure on quarterbacks, trying to force turnovers. That was really part of the success in '19. Did we shut people down and out? No, absolutely not. But we made the plays we needed to play and make when we needed to make them. Will Kennedy, voice of the Argos, joining the Sports Drive now. Um, transitioning to another very successful. Uh, program men's soccer unfortunately fell to Rollins and PKs, but the women's soccer team has routed off a couple of wins. They they get revenge on Lee uh, in very good fashion. They beat Nova Southeastern as well, and now they face number one seed Embry Riddle on on Friday. I think you called it last week as well that you that teams need to be careful of this women's soccer team because they're very capable of of making some noise here in the postseason, and and they definitely have. Yeah, I think that's, you know, unfortunately for the men, that's two years in a row we've, we've had the same thing happen at this point of the season when you get to PKs. And what a tough way to go out in soccer. I mean, it, yeah. you'd like to think, man, let's just keep playing and let's finish this on the field and, and all that. But, no, I think this women's soccer team, Blair Cowan, uh, our striker who's got 20-plus goals on the season, transfer from Ohio State, she was just named the, you know, the, the region player of the year. Uh, she gives you that threat up front at all times and she's not the only one they've got a bunch of girls up front that can put the ball in the net you've got the conference defensive player of the year at the back end and the goalie so you know it starts there right both ends of the pitch somebody in the in the net and somebody threatening the net so this is a team and these games are like this Drew. i mean one nothing against lee two one against nova southeastern they're going to be tight you're not going to get these these big spread games at this point of the season so it may just come down to that, and that's what is so different about soccer. It may come down to one or two moments in a game, that chance that falls right in front of you. And I like Blair Cowan's ability to, to take that chance and convert it into a goal. I, you know, I like I like going on the road. They'll be, it'll be Friday. It'll be 11 o'clock our time, noontime down at Embry-Riddle. And I think they've got an opportunity. Actually, in Columbus, Georgia is where the regional is being played, but they'll take on Embry-Riddle 
and you know the opportunity to win this one. And at this point of the season, every game's winnable for this team. They're that good. It mm. just is. You know, does that moment come, and are you ready to take that moment when it does? Well, Kennedy, Voice of the Argos, joining the show. A uh, final thing for you: looking at the volleyball team uh, on a ten-match winning streak, which is great. They face four-seeded Eckerd. Looking at what they had against Eckerd, played them once. They lost three sets to one. A- any concern going into this matchup for that reason? I know that you're 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 coming in hot, which is a good thing. But you got to win this one in in the South Regional to keep things going. What are the chances you, you give the team to not only win this game, but make that run that they're so eagerly desiring in this NCAA tournament? Yeah, then, yeah I look back to that Ecker game, which is not that long ago. It was about a month ago, October 14th, that two teams played. And you look at the scores from it. It's 25-19, Ecker wins the first one. It goes 28-26, so into extras in set number two. And then the Argos win the third, 25 to 13, and then kind of run out of gas and lose a pretty close fourth set. That second set, right? So, it, yeah, it's 3 1, but that second set went those extra points, and that's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. If they win the second set, who knows, right? Yeah. They may walk out of there with the victory. So it's closer than a 3 1, you know, looks. They've played the toughest competition. They do every year. Coach Melissa Walter puts her team into these tournaments early. And, and gives them the opportunity to see some of these teams that they may see at this level. And so that's why you do that. And that's why you may take a loss or two early in the year, hoping that you come back at this point and you're stronger and better because of that. And this team is different than last year's team. They are still finding their ceiling and, you know, where their, their upper limit is of what they can do may be. And I think that's, that's huge. I think they're on that trajectory right now. They win their fifth Gulf South conference tournament in a row dominated the conference competition. And, I, you know, this is the ones that have been around, the players, the Taylor Van Eckerens, the Kira Potts. This is where they're telling those girls, hey, we were that close. We were so close last year. And the team that we lost to in the regional final in five sets went on and won a national championship. We're good enough to get that done. We just got to make sure we play our best volleyball each and every day. And that's all these teams we're talking about, football, soccer, women's soccer, and volleyball. It's a lot of stress. It's a lot of pressure on these student athletes. They're finishing a semester up. You got finals and papers and terms and all these things do at the end of the semester and presentations. And you got to play your absolute best because this is this is the chance of a lifetime, right? You're into the NCAA playoffs and the regionals and two of those sports and, and the super region for football and every play matters. You know, every every snap, you know, every shot on goal, every defensive stop in soccer every set every spike you know you got to be your best that's a lot on a kid but these are some of the best right this these that's why uwf athletics is so special i mean we've seen the fall sports and rolling into basketball starting now the level of play of these kids is amazing he's will kennedy voice of the argos you'll be able to hear him uh, for pregame and then kickoff at 1 p.m on saturday will appreciate the time as always have a good call and we'll hope uh, to be talking to you next week looking ahead to another playoff matchup for Argos football. Out to the game, you know, the tickets are actually a little cheaper. It's $15 to sit on the home side, Perfect. 10 to sit over on the east side of the visitor stands. Uh, students, the first 500 get in free. And if you're a non-UWF student, it's a $5 ticket. So come on out, catch a little playoff football at Penn Airfield. It's a great atmosphere, and we want to have a big crowd. Let's set another record. I think 5,500 was the one we set at homecoming. Let's see if we can top that and get the Argos rolling in the playoffs. Thanks, Drew.